every year for computers. That's a computer threats. Um, I have no idea why. It's a result. It's a statistic from my virus lab. I have no idea why it was declining in 2009. I have only one idea because in 2009 I changed the boss of my virus lab. Maybe because of this. Uh, but uh, now we see that the number of malware, different malwares, is get to the plateau. So it's not growing as fast uh, like before. It seems that the, uh, the cybercrime, computer cybercrime business now is major. So there are not so many new players. Because to be a new player, you have to be very professional. But to be a professional guy, you have to have some money before. So maybe, maybe, this, uh, the computer crime now is mature enough. And they don't need to release more different malwares. And, by, well, at the same time, they have a different uh, ideas. They have a different businesses which are not based on the malware. Uh, it's also spam. It's also phishing. It's also illegal hosting. Uh, so maybe, maybe, some of these guys which got a lot of money, they converted to the legal businesses or semi-legal businesses. And the new ones replaced them. But we see the plateau. But before that, 90,000 malware we collected in 2004. By the way, this was the first year of mobile malware. We got the first Symbian virus in 2004 as well. Before that, uh, there were almost same number of computer malware we collected within all the period of time before. Then, 2050. It's almost doubled the result of all the previous years. One million, double result of previous years. Then this number. So please keep this diagram in, the, in your mind. Uh, because their mobile malware simply follows the same way. Why? Why the computer malware got these results. Because there were more and more computers, more people connected to the internet, and there were more mobile services introduced to the internet. Uh, online banking. 2002, when the major, 2002, 2001, maybe. Because there were no mobile, uh, sorry, computer banking, internet banking. There were no computer banking in uh, 19s. Banks started to introduce internet banking in 2001, 2002. So criminals followed. Then there were more and more businesses there, uh, new types of criminal attacks, and uh, the criminals followed this, and that's why, that, that's why criminals, they got more money, and they developed more and more malware. Uh, what about smartphones? What about mobile devices? Of course, this number is growing, you know it. Uh, it's growing not as quick as number of malware, but anyway. Uh, but I'm not sure if they count all the smartphones which are developed illegally or the gray market smartphones. I'm not sure if they count India and China here. No. Uh, well, all these pictures, if you don't count China and India... <laughs> I think that if we count that, we have to have a triple screen. Uh, so the number of uh, smartphones is growing. Number of services for the smartphones is growing. Number of opportunities, the size of opportunities, the room for cyber, cyber criminals is growing. So, unfortunately, we see a very interesting picture in numbers, in the statistic of new mobile malware. It's almost the same what happened with computer malware. For many years, there was a just a little bit. Just a little bit, just a prototypes. Just hundreds or tens, tens of the new malware for mobile phones a month, so hundreds a year. So within last, well, actually, the, in 2004, there was just one. <laughs> so it's not counted here. <laughs> so within seven years, we collected just a little bit more than 1,000 different 
modifications of the mobile malware for different platforms. Um, Android, Symbian, uh, also because uh, malware is designed as Java. And just in December, in December last year, one month, we collected more than during all the previous period of time. Congratulations all. Good job. Unfortunately, unfortunately, well, I was waiting for that, and my experts, they were agree with me, and uh, we were waiting for, the, for this malware explosion. We were waiting for the exponential growth of the new malware. Unfortunately, we came to this area, and I'm pretty sure that this diagram, this trend, will follow computer viruses evolution in a very same way. Bad news for smartphone manufacturers because there have to be the extra battery and extra CPU just for security. It's not, it's, it's, I'm sorry, it's not my fault. <laughs> but security solution for smartphones very soon, maybe in two, three years, they will have to process huge databases of the known malware uh, to consume power and resources for the smartphones just for security. And I'm afraid it will be a very good question. Security for smartphones or smartphones for security? Okay, we will see. Well, I'm not sure because the same question we had in the past for computers and I had a lot of questions from uh, many people. So their various databases are growing, their antivirus products must process more and more and more data. Uh, so is it a risk that there will be not enough of resources for computers to process all antivirus data to protect the computer? I was optimistic and I said, okay, so this, the chip developers, they are uh, developing it's better and better and better batteries, they're better and better, so their computers are getting more and more powerful, so it's not a problem. But I'm afraid maybe with mobile phones, maybe it will be a problem. Maybe it will be. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. That depends on the cyber criminals. That depends how quick they are to grow this line. So, platforms. Um, iOS, Symbian, um, Blackberry. Android, how many, how popular different platforms are in the cyber crime world? Uh, actually, cyber criminals, they are maybe very first to recognize that the most promising platform is I am pretty sure that in a couple of years, uh, and for if Apple doesn't change their mind, but I'm pretty sure they will not. If Google doesn't change their mind, I'm pretty sure they will not. If Microsoft, Nokia, BlackBerry don't change their minds and strategy, I'm pretty sure they will not. Uh, I think that uh, iOS and Google will follow exactly the same way Mac OS and Microsoft Windows already had 15 years ago. If uh, Apple doesn't change their mind, Apple will have uh, just a little niche. And it, will, it, will be, it is very difficult to compete with so many Android-based devices from different manufacturers. I didn't say Samsung Galaxy. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that Android is the future of the mobile platforms. It's not just smartphones and tablets. Uh, it's also TV sets. It's also equipment for the gyms. It's also their stuff in the kitchen. It will be based on Android. So cyber criminals, they are first maybe to recognize this trend. Smart guys, by the way, unfortunately. And uh, let me compare the traditional crime, traditional cyber crime, uh, with uh, the opportunities in the mobile world. Uh, I see that 
And, well, I was sure that for some years that cyber criminals which are Windows-based, sooner or later they will migrate to mobile area. Or maybe they will employ new engineers and force them to work with the mobile opportunities. So, different, different criminal businesses in computer world and in the smart world. Uh, <clears throat> well, already started. In the past, we used traditional crime only when we are talking about traditional crime, the street crime or organized mafia. Now I'm talking about traditional crime is a traditional computer crime. And new, mobile. Uh, to attack bank accounts. Of course, we had it with many Trojans to attack bank accounts. Individual and corporate bank accounts are millions of this malware. Mobile. At the moment, not many banks have a mobile banking. Not in every country. So at the moment, at the moment, mobile malware, which attack banks, only supports the Windows-based malware uh, to bypass uh, two-level protection. Uh, banks send SMS to your mobile phone to confirm that that's you to access the bank account. So there's a two-component malware. And the name of this malware is Zmista, Spitmo, and Dramo. The Windows component infects computer and force a user to download the second component to their mobile phone. So the malware on computer intercepts your login and password and gets to your bank account. Bank sends the SMS that is it you to access your bank account and the mobile malware sends the reply. Yes, yes, that's me. But I expect that in the future we'll have a 100% mobile-based bank malware. That's no question. Uh, DDoS attacks. Is it possible to design telephone-based botnet and run the DDoS attack? Botnet, yes. We already have an example of the Android-based botnet. Uh, is it just one botnet? Where is my hairy geek? Is it one botnet or two? Uh, already more. In January, there was just one. So we have examples of the botnets, and I'm afraid it's very possible that in the future we'll have a DDoS attacks based on the telephones. Uh, which kind of DDoS attack? Why not? If they choose a company, I don't know, the bank or government organization, and they simply start to call the telephone numbers of this organization. Why not? Or different types of the attacks based on a telephone malware. Why not? Then, spam. How many people don't receive spam on the mobile phones? <laughs> 10 or maybe 12 years ago, I had the same story about computer malware and asked how many people in the room don't receive email spam? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> now we're smiling. <laughs> now it's reality with smartphones as well. Uh, phishing, same with SMS messages. When you send a fake data and you ask it to access to wrong, email, uh, to wrong web pages or to send some personal data to unknown people. Uh, mobile malware to steal information. Well, actually, there are two types of this malware. Some of this malware is truly malware, and some of this software it behaves like a legal application. And you can even buy this application. It's like a software. Keep your eyes on your husband or your wife. <laughs> um, fake antiviruses. It's a quite, quite a big business in the computer world. When you download the application and it's for free, scans 
your computer and reports, oh, your computer is badly infected. There are 20, 30, 50 Trojans found on your computer. But we scan your computer for free. To disinfect, please pay 20 bucks. Or 30 euro. And people pay this money. And this fake cleaner is downloaded and reports, okay, now your computer is clean. You are lucky to disinfect your computer without a problem. And everyone is happy. Criminals are happy. They got your money. And users are happy because they are sure the computer is clean. Uh, is it possible to have the same uh, fake software, fake antivirus products for smartphones? Yes, but at the moment we don't have it. Instead, we have uh, fake packages, which are, you can find these packages on, uh, on the market. They are packages, software, which does nothing, doesn't nothing useful. But you pay money for that, and they ask you to pay money. This is a great software. You really need it. Pay 10 bucks. You download that. You pay it. But it's almost nothing. Uh, ransomware. When this uh, your device is locked, hijacked by criminals, and they ask for money to unlock it. Still no. But I'm pretty sure soon we will have it. So they are... Computer businesses, uh, computer criminal businesses, they are slowly, one by one, are being converted to mobile world. Um, Computer-based, internet-based services, they are adapted to the mobile world. Uh, and unfortunately, I'm afraid in the future we'll have a very, very same criminal businesses with mobile phones. Congratulations. You'll need to pay me twice once to protect your computer and second time to protect your smartphone. I'm kidding. We have a new product which is one. <laughs> product for computers and smartphone. Okay, but I'm not a salesperson. Uh, going on. About money. It's about your money which you lose to cyber criminals. This information It came from my virus lab. So it's based on a research of my engineers, of my experts. And they report such a number that just one Russian criminal group, which develops mobile malware, managed to have a damage of more than $1 million a month for their victims in Russia. Damage means money which are lost by victims. Uh, who got this money? Actually, that was, uh, this malware was based on SMS messages, the SMS which was sent to their premium number, the paid number. So this money was split between criminals and provider. In Russia, still there, you may register premium telephone number for paid SMS messages without ID. In Spain, to register this, this short paid number, you have to present your ID. Other countries, so that depends on the country. In some countries, you can do it anonymously, and cyber criminals, they use it. In some countries, you have to have your ID, photo ID, to register premium telephone or SMS number. Uh, another group, We're also talking to the internet providers, uh, mobile providers, and we were estimating the damage uh, on people and how much money they earn. We estimate that it's from two to five thousands dollars a day. I think it's a good motivation. How many people in the room have the same income? No? Uh, I think not me <laughs> as well. So I think I'm afraid that's a very, very, very good motivation for cyber criminals. So I'm afraid in the future. Well, it's the same story. I was talking maybe 10 years ago. I also presented the number which are computer-based criminals earn a day or in a month or in a year. And I had the same question. Do you expect computer malware to grow or decline? Now I have the same question. Do you expect mobile malware to grow or decline? 
I'm sorry. Go down. Uh, if you look from right to left, maybe go down. Uh, I'm sorry for being a, bit, a little bit late. Uh, what about targeted attacks? When just one computer, one device, one smartphone is affected. Uh, the attack which is designed against one particular victim, not infecting random victims around the globe, but just one victim. Um, we have many such examples for computers when there's just one organization or even one computer, one server is a victim of the attack and that's dedicated attack. Uh, till now, we don't have any confirmed case when the mobile device was victim of the targeted attack. Uh, in the enterprise environment or government or maybe military, uh, still we don't have any report about this. The question is, is it possible to have the targeted attack on a device? See, senior? Of course, yes. And we have some rumors. We just have rumors. I can't confirm this data because we have just one source and just one piece of information. Uh, it was uh, reported by Associated Press uh, that AI uh, groups in Iran inspecting Iran nuclear facilities, they were afraid and they were suspecting that their mobile devices were victims of Iran secret service attack to check what's in there. I don't have any other data, any other source to confirm that, but that could be truth. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, because uh, to attack smartphone or tablet, any mobile device, it's very same how to attack their computer. It's exactly same steps. First of all, to learn your victim, to get information about the hardware which is used there, software, security software, and infrastructure. Then, just to develop malware for that, and test malware to be sure that malware bypass all the security layers. Then, infect so many different ways, and then to collect the data, or maybe destroy the machine. So it's exactly the same way. Um, is it possible to attack infrastructure? Is it possible uh, to have the scenario of Stuxnet scenario for smartphones? Not sure. I'm not sure. But there are many companies and there are many cases when engineers, they use smartphones to collect warning messages from the infrastructure. If there is something wrong with, I don't know, manufacturer or factory or transportation or what else, of these computer devices, there is SMS sent to the man who managed that. The man with the help of smartphone replies and maybe send the alarm message to other guys to fix the problem. What about if there is a malware to intercept the SMS? Maybe bad news. So, unfortunately, the traditional cybercrime is migrating to the mobile world. Unfortunately, targeted attacks are, that's a very possible scenario. Unfortunately, there could be mobile or tablet-based attacks on the infrastructure as well. Unfortunately, we are entering the new world, world of the mobile crime, mobile cyber threats, attacks. Bad news, but this news were expected. Thank you. Thanks, Eugene. Um, we are a little late in time, nevertheless. Um, <laughs> Nevertheless, maybe there are some questions. We could have two questions now.
Any questions? No questions now, so we will go on. That's good. So you are um, more disciplined than our CEO with the time. Um, so we have this wonderful team in our company. Uh, it's called uh, the Great Team, uh, our research and analysis team, our global research and analysis team. And uh, now a virus killed the light. Um, <laughs> two people from this team are here today, Denis Maslenikov and Vicente Diaz, and they will now tell you something about the mobile malware threat landscape right now. Hello, everybody. Thank you for coming to this small conference. And uh, I'm Denis Maslenikov. This is Vicente Diaz. Hello. Uh, we are going to talk today about Mobile Threatscape 2012 and 2011 uh, as well. Because 2011, uh, from our point of view, was really like breaking year in terms of mobile malware. And, well, it's a good idea to start. Uh, so first of all, some words about the statistics, what we have now, what we'll have in the future, about the Android, today is the most popular platform, uh, the evolution of the SMS Trojans, man in the mobile or man in the middle attacks, uh, mobile hacktivism as well, uh, about how to protect your device and surely in the end some forecasts. So, Vicente. Thank you. Um, I would like to start this talk with a small introduction. Um, do you know this guy, Christy Bona? Christy Bona is an engineer from Google, and he became famous last year when making this statement. Basically, he said, yes, virus companies are playing on your fears to try to sell you protection software for Android Dream and iOS. They are charlatans and scammers. If you work for a company selling virus protection for Android, you should be ashamed for yourself. So, yes, we are scammers. We are charlatans. Hello. Hello. We are the scammers and charlatans, yes. So we will try to demonstrate during this presentation that at least we are trying to base our assumptions on something that is actually happening. Um, if you are here, I don't need to, to tell you how important is mobile devices and the information you have there. So just to start, a quick remind of the information that you already have on your mobile phone and the, you maybe don't want to share with everyone, like your contact list, in case that you use it for accessing your bank account and you have these credentials stored in your mobile device, GPS, coordinates. Well, Eugene has told you about this, so you already know. So, yeah, during this presentation, we will try to demonstrate that this is something real. This is not just charlatan and scammer scenes that we are going to show you. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, it's very interesting was after this uh, quote from Chris DeBonnet to hear that Google announced their own antivirus to check all the applications which will be uploaded to the Android market. So it's pretty, like, in the controversy. So some statistics. Uh, first of all, Eugene already showed similar diagram. So 2011, from the very beginning till the end, we have a really exponential growth in terms of number uh, of mobile malware per month. So from 2004, from the very beginning of the history of mobile malware till 2010, we have a really like 30, 40 new mobile malware samples per month. Now we have uh, about 40 or 50 mobile malware samples per day. So I'm really afraid what's going to happen till the end of 2012. Uh, if we talk about platforms, uh, as you can see, Android is a leader because Android now is one of the most popular operating systems in the world. So it's like mostly like Windows. For personal computers, we have Android for smartphones and mobile devices. So that's why cyber criminals, they have their own, let's say, main targeting platform to attack. And, well, Symbian, well, Symbian is uh, not a leader anymore, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know. And, well, previously, 2004, 5, 2006, 2007, Symbian was a leader. Cybercriminals were attacking mostly Symbian. Now we have Android. Uh, if we talk about behaviors, so what cybercriminals create mostly, they create mostly SMS Trojans. Uh, applications which send SMS messages to premium rate numbers. Then goes uh, backdoors and Trojan spies. These are also very popular among cybercriminals to steal the information and to control the device. And other behaviors like, I don't know, downloaders, some primitive Trojans which try to delete your data or something. And uh, 
Yeah, I pass uh, my word to Vicente uh, to talk about the Android. Yeah, the good question here is why Android is the most targeted device? Why is the most targeted operating system? So we've been thinking about this. Um, it's not just one reason. It's having several reasons together to, to, to explain this. The first reason is that if we take a look to the market share, um, well, you know, all these diagrams always change. I try to get the data uh, accurate, but you can see that at least Android seems to be gaining more market share than iOS. So for an, an attacker point of view, it's better to go always for the biggest market share. Is what happened with PCs in the past. They attacked Windows because Windows was the, device, the operating system taking the most market share in the market. So from this point of view, it makes sense. But also there is another difference. What we have seen is that the main attacking vector for these mobile devices has been putting some malicious code inside a legitimate application. After that, you put this application in the marketplace and just wait for the users to download it. They figure out it's a legitimate application, but they have this malicious code inside, so it's a Trojan. It's a very old technique. In this case, with all these application markets, it's very easy for the attacker to use this attacking vector. So the thing is that if you put this in the official Android marketplace, what happens? During last year, we saw in February, for the first time, these applications, these malicious applications, being in Google Android Marketplace. As a result of that, hundreds of thousands of users were infected. And even if you have this remote wipe of the application from Google, it's not always working. Because what happens is you get root access. So you own the device. Google is having no superpower here to delete this from your device. This is a problem. This happened in February. So, yeah, after, after 11 months in December, we find exactly the same situation again. In this case, even with more malicious applications. So after one year, guys in Google has not been able to solve this problem. But still, we are scammers. Remember that. Yeah. Um, then he comes the news from February that after studying the thing, we are adding a new layer to Android security. And guys at Google decide to create Google Bouncer as an antivirus for all the applications that the developers put in the marketplace. So basically, this has been the attacking vector, very successful for the attackers. Let's see what happens now with Google Bouncer, if this is going to stop the attackers, and they will find out new attacking vectors like they did on PC, because we are here in step zero. I mean, for PCs, is drive-by downloads, so you visit any malicious website, you get infected. They are not even using this resource. They are using application marketplace. So in case that, that marketplace is not able, they will move to this drive-by downloads or exploits in, in, in websites. So I think we still have an interesting time to, to check what's coming next. So some words about the SMS Trojans. These are, let's say, the most popular malicious apps among cybercriminals because it's the easiest way to get the money from the user. Uh, I think you understand that if you buy a new laptop, you don't have, a, let's say, a direct connection with your money. You just have a laptop. If you buy a smartphone or mobile device, you have a direct connection with your money. You have a SIM card with your mobile account. There is some money, credit card or prepaid SIM card. It doesn't matter. It has your money. So that's why for cyber criminals, sending SMS messages to premium rate numbers is the easiest way to get money from you. And, well, previously, starting like from 2006 till 2010, SMS Trojans were mostly reality for Russian users, for Chinese users. Now we have uh, some kind of migration to the rest of the world. In, the, in June 2011, there was the first, let's say, really native U.S. premium SMS Trojan. In September, uh, in, during the autumn, we found more examples of, let's say, European SMS Trojans which targeting users from France, from Belgium, from Switzerland, from Luxembourg, from Spain, from Germany, from United Kingdom, from... Uh, other countries like Canada, like United States, like uh, Sierra Leone, like Morocco. So from 
people from many other countries. And these Trojans, they uh, target, let's say, all users because it just simply try to define where are you from, where, uh, where, where is your smartphone from, finds uh, an SMS, a premium SMS number and the SMSX, which is appropriate for your smartphone, and send the SMS message. So we have this migration, and this migration surely will continue in 2012 because we see a growing number of these particular SMS Trojans which are targeting users from the rest of the world. And now uh, I would like to pass the word again to Vicente who is going to talk about mining the mobile. Yeah, this is another interesting attacking vector. You have already seen the basis from Eugene's presentation that basically works like this. If you are working with your computer to send some money to your bank account or having some interaction with the web application of your bank account, <coughs> basically what you need is just your computer. So what happens if your computer gets infected? Uh, the bad guys can just send the money to, to any other bank account. This is a very old technique. We have seen this for years. Nothing new. So what's the solution for this? It's using two-factor authentication. In this case, even if your computer is infected, you will receive an SMS from your bank from a different channel. In this case, it's not the computer, it's the mobile device. In order for send you the MTAN, it's the mobile transaction number, uh, authorization number, sorry, that you need to make this transaction possible. So if even if you have control of the computer, you don't have control of the mobile device, of course, you will be safe. So what happened next? You could imagine, it's very easy. What the bad guys did is they infected the mobile device. In this case, this SMS is not arriving to the final user because it's transparently sent to the bad guy who now has control of both devices, the computer and the mobile. He has the SMS, he has the mobile transaction authorization number, so he could make the transaction to any bank account that he wish. In this case, you see the mobile device is not being infected just per se, but as a complement for the infections on the PCs and circumventing to factor authentication. Um, that happened for the first time almost two years ago, I will say. In September 2010. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, since then, it's becoming something common and, and it's affecting now all kind of operating systems for mobile devices. Initially, it was only for Symbian, but now it's in. Symbian, then was BlackBerry, then was Windows Mobile, and finally, well, it was a bit of a surprise uh, to see that cyber criminals, they don't attack Android. They attack Symbian, they attack Windows Mobile, they attack BlackBerry. But finally, in, uh, in July 2011, cyber criminals create a version of this uh, applications for Android. Yeah, so basically they are just running after the money and attacking the mobile is, um, is a way for getting access to your bank account. Well, final chapter, one of the final uh, chapter, this presentation is mobile hacktivism. Well, hacktivism was uh, some kind of a trend, general trend in uh, computer security in 2011. We heard a lot about politically motivated attacks of hackers to the infrastructures of governments, police forces, one question to you. Uh, does the name uh, Mohamed Boazizi is familiar to you, to anybody? One hand. I see one hand. Two hands. Okay. Um, let's talk about this Trojan called Air Spam, uh, which basically, after infecting your device, sends SMS messages with URLs to random contacts. URLs redirects users to various forums about this guy, Mohamed Boazizi. Mohamed Boazizi is, um, was a guy from Tunisia, who birthed himself in uh, the capital of Tunisia in order to uh, protest against government because there was no work, no money. And after that, uh, Tunisian revolution has started and the Arab Spring in general has started. So it was like a uh, political act. And well, these Trojans sent the SMS messages about uh, two legal forums where people discuss uh, Mohammed Bozizi and Arab Spring in general. And if smartphone has a Bahrain ISO code, so smartphone located in Bahrain, malware downloads a report, a PDF report uh, from Bahrain Independent Commission of Inquiry about human rights in uh, various countries. So 
Mobile hacktivism now is also a reality. Politically motivated hackers create malicious applications with, uh, uh, which, mm, let's say, make politically motivated things on the smartphones. So um, I think these are the main trends of 2011. We, don't, uh, we were not able to put all other interesting facts into this presentation. So Vicente? Yeah, yes. Final remarks from our presentation. The first one will be how to protect your device and then some predictions for, for this year. So as a general advice, what I want you to keep in your head is to have common sense. And the most important point for me is the last one. Do not assume your mobile is safer than your PC. So this is my message for you guys today. It could be summarized in this simple phrase. The rest I will explain, but keep this in mind. Because usually the problem is that we don't adapt our mindset to different devices. Everybody when is receiving some malicious on their PC from phishing or something just to get the message, we are safe. But we do not realize that we could be having some fraud in our mobile devices. If we are getting one call, one SMS, one message through WhatsApp, wherever, we just think, oh, it should be legitimate. Let's open it. So this is the thing, having the proper mindset for our mobile device. It's a small computer. It's not like something that could not be infected. Apart from that, use common sense. Lock your screen, security software, wherever you have available for your platform. Back up your data in case something bad happens. Use encryption. Be aware of what you install. Even if you are installing something from a legitimate marketplace, it could be asking for permissions that it shouldn't be asking for. Keep that in mind when you're installing like Lightbeam and it's asking for internet permission, having access to your data, having access to your contacts, having access to everything. This is not really a good practice. Uh, about jailbreaking your device, keep in mind that after that you will be running, uh, having trouble in trying to maintain it updated and having everything secure and updating the patches for vulnerabilities and everything. Uh, connecting to untrusted Wi-Fi is the same for you than for your computer. Keep that in mind even if you are using your mobile. And do not skip updates. This is very important. If you are having something like an iPhone, it's easier for you because usually iTunes open apps and looks for updates and everything. In Android, it depends on the manufacturer. It depends on the carrier. But anyway, it's important for you to keep your system up to the latest version. So about predictions... Please. So, 2012, um, I think that, first of all, there will be no apocalypse, no end of the light, so we're happy, we're good. And the main trends of 2012, again, Android is the main target, it still be the main target simply because it's the most popular operating system. Um, in 2011, we saw a lot of attacks where malware for Android uses various root exploits in order to get full access to operating system. In 2012, we'll, we think that we will see first attacks using various vulnerabilities um, to infect the device. So let's say we will see first drive-by download attacks. Uh, so you won't notice how your device was infected. Uh, malware in official markets and beyond, well, still, mm, we're pretty sure that... Uh, uh, we'll see more incidents, more bigger incidents in the official markets, not only Android market. Uh, first massive was worms for Android. Uh, well, in 2010, 2011, we haven't seen any massive worms attacks, worms spreading on various devices, if we talk about Android. In 2012, we think that's going to, be, uh, to happen. Uh, well, from Eugene's presentation, I think you understood that we have a organized mobile crime, finally, and well, in 2012, the whole, let's say, mobile malware industry will be as a fact, as a thing we should deal with. And finally, mobile espionage, not only like on various, let's say, wives or husbands or children, but also on governments, on various organizations. So let's say commercial espionage is going to be a reality too. And well, thank you for your attention. Thank you. And if you have any questions, I think we have some time. No? No time? No. Okay. Are there questions? See, we don't need any time. <laughs> thank you. So thank you, guys.
So, now after all our experts have been telling you what will happen and what has happened and, uh, um, well, how dangerous the situation already really is, um, we are still a company selling software uh, and we are still producing software. So, um, now it's Viktor Dronov's part. Uh, he's a senior product manager for mobile solutions in our company um, to show you our latest developments in mobile security. Thank you, Rainer. And I want to say thank you to the most patient part of the audience. Thank you very much. So um, we've heard a lot about um, what currently goes on with the mobile malware, with the mobile threats. And let's just give us ourselves a quick uh, reminder what Kaspersky Lab do in the mobile industry as for today. So we are here since 2004, as Eugene mentioned, so when we were first to detect the first Symbian Bluetooth worm that year. So since, since that time, so we were developing and improving our, firstly, Kaspersky antivirus and Kaspersky mobile security, which became a complex solution protecting mobile user from different kinds of threats, including anti-malware, of course. So now Kaspersky mobile security is available for Android, BlackBerry, Symbian, Windows Mobile, and has millions of paid and trial users all over the world. So a news we have for today is that today we're starting we're introducing all new Kaspersky tablet security, which takes into account the differences which uh, users using tablets have, so how they use their tablets in comparison to their smartphones, and we'll maybe some specific threats they, they need to be protected from. And also Kaspersky Parental Control Beta, which is also designed for Android and iOS users. But let's firstly start with the Kaspersky tablet security. So we can ask ourselves, what's important about how we use the tablet? So people want apps, but they want them to be fun, not risk. So uh, people want to surf the web, but for some purpose, they want to, to be useful, not harmful. So, and people do care about privacy, because tablets are very really in in intimate personal devices which uh, never wish to lose some data and, or some data to get into their own hands. So these are only for their owner's eyes only. So um, tablet security, what it does is ensuring those free statements for the tablet owner. So once you have it, so it takes care that all the safe, all the apps you download, run, and use are the safe apps only. So also it take cares about your surfing, so because it uh, makes sure there are no malicious web content on the websites you are visiting. And of course, it comes with a great anti-theft data protection to ensure nothing personal gets into the wrong hands if your device is unluckily lost or stolen. So let's take a quick look on each of these features inside the product. So first, of course, an antivirus. So Kaspersky Tablet Security provides real-time and cloud-enabled protection. So it combines traditional signature-based antivirus engine, which you well know from the PC products, so it works pretty similar. Plus, it employs cloud security with an instant check into the cloud, which provides instant response to the new threats. So once the Kaspersky Lab, antivirus lab, knows some new kind of threat, some new modification, so in a few seconds, all the Kaspersky tablet security are immediately protected using this cloud security scanner technology. So also, it runs really smoothly in the background without any performance, influencing performance. So, uh, and of course, comes with the automatic updates. And once you have it, so you just can be aware that it's green, everything is okay, so you don't need to touch or configure it every time. So it just runs in the background without bothering you. As for web protection, so while you surf, it prevents you from visiting malicious websites, sites with downloaders, with phishing links, etc., etc., and, and uses, the, again, Kaspersky Security Network Cloud URL reputation servers to get the category of each specific website being opened. And it runs within the standard Android browser, so you doesn't need to change your using habits and switch to some another specific browser. And of course, anti-theft, which comes with a lock capability, swipe, location, and a mugshot. So, and I'm pretty aware you probably 
know really well what is lock, wipe, or locate, and a mugshot, let me unveil just in, in a while. So once you are in trouble with your tablet, so you don't know where it is, maybe you lost it, maybe it got stolen, so you just log in into your personal account on the web, Kaspersky Tablet Security Web Management, and just look what you want to do with it remotely. So for example, you can lock it, first of all, so you can specify a message will be uh, which we will be displayed on the screen, for example, to provide your phone number, so if a good guy finds it, so why not to give him a, an easy way to return a device to you? So if, if you, for example, locating it and see the result that the tablet's really in a strange place and probably it got stolen, so the next thing you can do, you can maybe remotely wipe the device, kill all the data to ensure nothing personal gets into the wrong hands. And the mugshot, which I previously was mentioning, a pretty nice thing which can help you to identify a potential thief if the device was really stolen. So what it does, it secretly takes a series of pictures using tablet front camera. So And it does it in a really smart way. So it doesn't send you pictures like with a black screens or pictures of a ceiling. So it takes the pictures only in the moment when someone touches screen, a screen of a tablet by a finger or sliding it or something. So, which means that most probably a face of a guy is right in front of the camera. Like this. <laughs> so, if you know this guy, maybe it's a reason to call the police. So, just to summarize, so what Kaspersky Tablet Security does for a user is ensures anti-malware protection. It takes care of the web surfing and gives a possibility to lock the data on the lost device and probably to identify a potential thief. Another thing which I wanted to mention, which we are launching today as well as a beta, uh, is not about mobile malware. It's another problem, but maybe not less significant. So I know one kid, he's one and a half year that tall. So he can't speak, he can't read, but he easily can unlock daddy's iPad go to YouTube and launch his cartoon. So I think it's really a problem of potentially inappropriate content for the kids uh, on the internet. And it's now not only the problem for PCs, because people are adopting new gadgets, new mobile devices, even quicker than adults. So what we decided to do is to give parents an ability to define which categories on the web are not okay for their kids, and plus to manage which apps on the device they can use and they can launch. So again, the web filtering works with our cloud-based URL reputation database, which provides an information on the uh, content type of each particular website user or a kit goes. So, and it's designed to work both great on the Android tablets and Android smartphone. Also, as we see, a tablet in the family it's very often a shared device. So what we've done, we put it the central point here, an easy way to, for example, to turn off the restrictions for a while when you use it on your own, and then quickly turn it on when you pass it to your children. From technical point of view, it runs as a separate app, but ensures the web filtration within the standard Android browser. Also, all this was about the Android application, which is available since from today on the Android market, so you can try it. And also, coming soon, maybe in a couple of weeks when it passes the, Andro uh, the App Store review process, so we also launching Safe Browser for iPhone and iPad. So in, com in comparison with Android, it's a separate app, a separate browser, but a safe one, with a very similar to Safari user experience and user interface, so you don't need to learn any new things but it doesn't show anything potentially bad for the kids. So uh, again, so parents can use uh, the standard iOS settings to make sure this is the only surfing window for their kids so they can not just bypass uh, it by using any other browsers. So, and we give a kind of a handy instruction how to quickly do this for our users. So, and again, so it runs really well on iPhones and iPads. So just to summarize, so the Kaspersky Lab Mobile product line, as for today, is starting from today, is the well-known Kaspersky mobile security with the millions paid and trial users all over the world, the all-new Kaspersky tablet security, 
and parental control both for Android and iOS. I would be really happy to answer any of your questions, but before, let me introduce here on stage our guest today, Dr. Anastasia Lauterbach, Senior Vice President of Qualcomm. Thanks. Uh, it's really impressive. Um, I am a mother of a three-year-old, and um, she can speak, uh, but she better use my iPad. So um, let's uh, put everything which was uh, being um, said here into perspective. Um, and you might ask, uh, what on earth is a silicon company doing in an event like this? Um, and the answer is very simple. Uh, we are leaders in the mobile computing industry, and we have obligation to provide secure and positive user experience to consumers and businesses. In terms of numbers, mobile industry uh, represents 2% of global GDP. And this is bigger than pharmaceutical. And just think about uh, mobile being the medium to connect everything which is smart. So um, personally, I dislike the term smartphone because um, everything which is smart will be connected. And mobile architecture has tremendous advantages for engineering to evolve into new spheres, such as health, such as smart grading, energy, e-education, and you take it. So right now, worldwide, we are dealing with 5.7 billion mobile devices. And within the next 12 months, the installed base of smartphones will be bigger than the installed base of personal computers. And this is what uh, Eugenie is saying. Uh, this environment is impacted by what is out there. And our obligation is uh, to provide a good user experience to consumers and businesses. So uh, Qualcomm uh, is an enabling company. Our silicon is um, in many Android devices. Uh, we are developing technologies for Windows uh, Unarm or Windows 8. And uh, we started to deal with security a while ago. In 2010, uh, during the Mobile World Congress, we revealed a security platform which was developed with G&D. Um, it's a German company for mobile payment. So we provided security environment for uh, PIN and for uh, transactions on mobile in payment. Last year, we were requested uh, to deal with a content company, Netflix, for, um, for their protocols to be safe and secure uh, if there was a phone uh, with Netflix uh, applications. And there was such a phone in the market uh, provided by LG. And this is just the beginning. So Qualcomm is very passionate about the ecosystem. We enable the ecosystem. This is our job. Um, and industry is global, but the experience is deeply local. And this is something very unique uh, in Europe. Um, Europe uh, is a continent where security and safety for data um, is number five priority on the list for consumers. So uh, when I talk to European operators, uh, I have a lot of uh, referrals to the fact that European consumers are keen to pay two euro more in RPU for um, data privacy and for security under devices. I think uh, it's quite a big uh, number if you take into account that, for example, in Germany, the RPU is uh, around 21 uh, euro. So um, let's not forget that for many people uh, in the world and in Europe, mobile will be the first computer. Uh, within the next two years, uh, there will be a 1.6 billion more smartphones. Many of those will be on Android. So um, this is my message. Um, yes, we are a silicon company, but in partnering with right ecosystem providers, we will optimize user experience, and this is what it's all about. It's high-tech, but it's about human beings, and 
what Eugenie was telling us, some humans are not behaving in a proper way, so there is an evil behavior which needs to be uh, filtered out, and there is a very, very positive behavior uh, for all participants in the ecosystem trying to give you what you want from your devices. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks to all speakers for being here and uh, taking part in this press conference. Now this is uh, your final chance to ask some questions. Um, we have still three speakers here. Eugene back there. Yes, please. So. Okay, so and the question is, and the, the tablet security application is for every platform or just for Android? Uh, Thank you. Uh, Kaspersky tablet security is for Android tablets, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Anything else? No questions? Then... Uh, Thank you for being so patient, uh, staying with us for such a long time, staying until the end. Uh, I hope you learned some interesting things about uh, the mobile malware landscape and about our products. Uh, I wish you a very nice Mobile World Congress for the remaining days and enjoy the day today. Thanks. Bye. Thank you very much.